Is your workout routine leaving you tired, sore, and stressed all the time? Or on the other hand, do you feel like you never seem to make much progress despite sticking to a program that you like? Is there something that you know you're supposed to do in the routine, but that you always skip? Today I'm going to talk to you about balance in training habits, what it looks like and why it's so important to keep in mind over the long run. I'm also going to talk to you about how you can assess whether your own training is balanced and healthy, or if you're missing the mark and setting yourself up for trouble down the line. If you're someone that wants to stay active and injury-free for as long as possible so that you can keep doing the things that you love, then this episode is for you. Alright, let's get into it. This episode is about balance in a big picture sense as it relates to your fitness lifestyle or I should say your training habits. So we're not talking about the quality of balance in terms of balancing on one leg like an athlete and we're not even talking about balance in terms of balancing the exercises in your program like push, pull, squat, lunge, etc. This discussion is more about balance and how it relates to your overall training habits. This is a very important topic to me because when you've been a coach for as long as I have, you eventually can see what's actually important for people. And I firmly believe that your health, your longevity, and the quality of your relationship with fitness are what matters most. So maybe you're thinking, relationship with fitness... That sounds weird, but truly this is something that I think is so important for people. When I think back on my own athletic career and really just back when I was getting involved with fitness, this is through high school and even college, my relationship with fitness was not in a good place. There was actually, there was a lot that came from my relationship with fitness that was negative. And the reason is because everything was out of balance in terms of my training habits. Even though I was training hard and I was dedicated and I was even getting results. And by the time I was in college, I would say I was probably at, you know, the peak of my performance. I learned that performance is different from health. And because my training habits were so out of balance... I paid a price for that. So let's move right into some examples of not having balance in your training lifestyle. What does that look like? Well, the first one that comes to mind is always chasing weight and always trying to lift more and more and more. This was me in high school and college. For me, it was all about how much weight could I put on the bar. And this hurt me over time. And I think that we, we see this very commonly, and along with it, we see that people also do this with endurance work, where there's just too much volume and intensity all the time, and we just don't back off. Well, like I said, there's a price to pay for that if you're not balancing that with the other things that we need, which I'll talk about here in just a few minutes. Interestingly enough, avoiding strength training could also be an example of not having balance. In fact, in our membership, I often politely scream at our members for doing lots and lots of mobility work, but maybe not doing enough strength training. And this is actually something that comes up quite a bit because the mobility work that we have in our membership is awesome. And a lot of people that are coming into the program haven't had 
much or even any experience with strength training. So they start with the mobility work and it makes them feel awesome. Well, they want to feel awesome, so they keep doing the mobility work and they don't do enough strength training. And so I have to keep building a case for them of the value of strength training because it is one of the healthiest things that we can do. So we need to be able to balance our strength training efforts with our mobility training efforts. And it's one that you don't hear as much about, but sometimes people will gravitate more towards the mobility training or the self-care work and not actually do enough of the strength training. They avoid it. So you could get injured from overtraining. Sure, that's common. But you can also get injured in life from a lack of preparedness because you're not actually building your strength and hitting those other qualities of fitness. So when it comes to balancing your uh, your training efforts, one of the things that I like to talk a lot about is incorporating the six essential qualities of fitness into your program. So the basic qualities that I educate about are balance, coordination, flexibility, endurance, speed, and strength. To me, these are just the basics that every single program has to touch on. And what you commonly see is that most people are usually only working on two of those qualities and they leave out the other ones. So I think most of us would agree that strength is going to be one of the most popular ones, probably endurance as well. But maybe if you're an athlete, you're working on speed a lot too. The ones that get left out the most are balance, and now I am talking about balancing on one leg or doing something athletic. Coordination is probably the one that's left out the most, and then flexibility or mobility. Everyone knows they need it, but lots of people skip it regardless of knowing that. So those are the six essential qualities, and I think it's important to mention those because your training should include those six essential qualities. When we're programming our workouts for our members, these are the qualities that we have in mind. I'm not saying you have to hit them all every single time, but you want to make sure that you are hitting them so that you can be the most well-rounded with your athleticism. Other ways or other things um, to consider when it comes to balancing your training habits is utilizing some kind of self-care and recovery work. It's really, really important to do this, especially if you're you know, intensely strength training or doing some kind of endurance high-intensity work. For me, this looks like joint mobility drills and nerve glides and breathing exercises. These are like my go-tos for kind of countering some of the tension and stress that builds up from strength training. And if you follow me on Instagram, you probably see some of my weird exercises, especially the nerve glides and stuff. Well, those are things that we work right into our program because they can be really, really powerful for helping a person find more balance in their training and feel better. Obviously, we can't leave out things like sleeping well enough to support your efforts. I learned this the hard way um, early on um, starting my dad life and the first year and a half uh, when we had our daughter and sleep was a real challenge and I had never really experienced being sleep deprived until then. Well, I learned really quickly that that was going to affect my training in a number of different ways. 
So make sure that you are getting quality sleep to support your efforts with training. That is a part of this discussion when it comes to balancing your training habits. Make sure your nutritional habits are on point to support your effort your efforts as well. Obviously that can be a large conversation in itself, but understand that that is going to be a heavy hitter for balancing your training habits as well. All right, so how do you know if your training is not balanced? Well, the first thing that I want to mention is chronic pain. If you're like me, and this is what I was experiencing in high school and college when I was doing a lot of heavyweight training and my volume was up, my intensity was up, I experienced chronic pain. For me, it was my elbows. Well, your training should never cause your chronic pain. Now, for me back then, I was so motivated and so disciplined, I wasn't really willing to pause long enough to understand that the chronic pain I was experiencing could actually be coming from my poor training habits. So that's something that you really want to ask yourself about is, is your chronic pain actually a result of your fitness efforts? And if it is, that's not okay because we don't want fitness taking our health. When fitness starts taking your health, that's a big red flag. The other thing I wanted to mention to you is foam rolling. I often will meet people that tell me they have to foam roll all the time just to feel good. And that should not be the case. If you have to live on a foam roller or you're using some kind of gadget, some sort of you know tool that you can use to apply massage, you know, any kind of tissue Uh, work that you're doing with that tool if you need that repetitively all the time just to feel good something's probably up with your training and there's an issue where you're not balancing things properly a little bit of foam rolling if you like it no big deal but you shouldn't feel like you need to foam roll for 30 minutes just to put yourself in a place where now you feel healthy enough and ready enough to start your workout Not recovering fast enough. This is a big one, and it's super important. If you are training hard and not recovering fast enough, maybe you feel sore all the time. And a little soreness is not a big deal, but if you're feeling chronically sore, you probably have to ask some bigger bigger questions and figure out what's out of balance because recovery is so important. If you're not recovering, then... It's going to be hard to accomplish any of the goals that you have with your training. Irritability is an interesting one here that I wanted to share with you. People don't really recognize this very often, but if your training is out of balance, you could actually feel more irritable from exercising. And that could even come with energy crashes. So with our fitness efforts, we always want to feel like we're becoming energized And we never want our fitness efforts to feel like they're taking from us more than they're offering us. So if you ever feel irritable as you start to exercise or as your workouts, you know, maybe you're getting towards the end of your workout and then maybe that comes with an energy crash or maybe the energy crash is, say, an hour after you work out, those are also red flags that your training might not be as balanced as it needs to be. Okay, so... The key is awareness. It's so important 
that you pause for long enough to ask yourself, how do I feel? I tell all the athletes that I work with this. I tell all my clients and all of our members the same thing. You have to pause long enough to ask yourself, how do you feel? And when you start doing that, you'll actually start developing this amazing skill, this amazing awareness to understanding how you feel in the moment. Now, the reason that's important is because finding your minimal effective dose is the name of this game. That is literally what you're trying to achieve if you want fitness to give you what it can give you, if you want to be healthy, if you're interested in longevity, and if you're interested in having a good relationship with fitness for the long term. Finding your minimal effective dose with your exercise efforts is key, and this is what I'm constantly doing myself. And sometimes we need to make adjustments. And you have to give yourself permission to make those adjustments to your workouts based on how you feel in the moment. For example, sometimes less is more. So in thinking about this, when I was preparing for this podcast, I realized that I had a cool little story that just happened to me last week. So last week I was at jujitsu and I walked into jujitsu and I immediately was feeling off. It was a long work week, had a lot of stuff packed into the week, and I think it fatigued me out more than I realized. And my jujitsu my classes are at night during the week, so I train at uh, 7 o'clock. So it's not ideal, but I do it, and I walked in, I felt a little off. And off for me, my barometer is the tension in my body. So I was feeling some like lower back tension and some sacral tension, and when I feel that, those things act as a barometer for me, and I feel that, and I start thinking, hmm, I must not be at 100% right now. My brain and body is dealing with some threat, and I need to pay attention to that. Well, I walked into class, thought I could power through it, of course, and probably didn't even get as warmed up as I should have. For whatever reason, that day, the instructor just didn't do as thorough of a warm-up, and so all my systems weren't probably optimized before going into jiu-jitsu, and right away, we started drilling pretty aggressively, and the weirdest thing happened to me. I stepped on the mat and kind of moved in a certain way, and I jammed my ankle, which is so strange for me because I have years and years and years of experience of being on a wrestling mat. And maybe I can think of one time way back in college where I sprained my ankle. But other than that, I've never had anything like this happen to me. And so I tweaked my ankle a little bit and I knew I did something and I stopped and I started messing with it. And then I started doing some drills to try to make it feel better. And I continued to drill with my partner, but I knew something was off. And I kind of looked at the clock and I was like, eh, I don't know if I'm going to make it to the live rounds today. Because I was feeling compromised enough that I knew going live probably wasn't in my best interest. So after talking to the voices in my head over and over and over again, because I really wanted to stay for live rounds, I decided I was going to pack up my stuff after drilling and walk out of the class. And I wanted to do that in an effort to make sure that 
on Thursday, I'd be good to go. Because I knew that I didn't do anything serious to my ankle, but I knew it was enough that if I pushed the limits, I might pay a bigger price. So I left, and I was frustrated, and I went through all the ups and downs of that on the car ride home. And the next day I woke up, and to my um, amazement, I actually had bruising on my ankle. And um, it was sore, but it was okay. It wasn't too bad. When I got into like a deep squat in a crouched position at that end range of motion, I felt pain. And it was pretty intense, but I could tell that it wasn't going to be something that lasted for a long time, and I probably didn't do any damage. So it was more just like a frustrating moment, and I had to start making some training decisions based on what happened to me. So I made one really good decision that I'm proud of, and that was to leave class. Because if this was 15 years ago or 20 years ago in college wrestling, I would have tried to grit my teeth and get through it and maybe paid a greater price. So the first decision that I made was a good decision, and then afterwards I had to make a series of other decisions where... Now I had to modify my training for the week, my strength training, so that I didn't make things worse. And so that that's what I had to do. And so finding my minimal effective dose based on what happened to me with this ankle sprain was a big deal. And I was able to make the adjustments that I needed to based on where I was at and how I felt in the moment and get through my week of training and actually with some self-care work and some targeted work on that ankle that was bothering me and kind of modifying stuff a little bit with strength training I was able to come back really fast and by Saturday's class I was feeling about a hundred percent and had a really good class so I looked back on that and I was like you know what that in a nutshell is what I'm constantly trying to teach people as a coach Number one, remember the key is awareness. You have to be aware of what's going on. You need to pause long enough to ask yourself, how do I feel? And then you need to make sure that you are making a series of good decisions based on where you are in the moment and how you feel. And I think that people don't do a good job of this because when it comes to fitness or whatever their training is, They want that feeling of working hard and they want that feeling of completion, like that they completed their training. And sometimes those things get in the way and we pay a price for it if we don't make the right decision. And as I was sharing this with my wife, Alicia, she was reminding me that last week she went through kind of a similar situation that she had to make adaptations for. So... She was actually um, hiking. She likes to hike on the weekends. And the hike that she was doing is a pretty intense one. Uh, It takes a couple hours. And she noticed that lately she hadn't been recovering from those hikes very well. And it was interfering with her strength training during the week. And she was getting some um, feelings of fatigue that she didn't like during the day. Kind of the sign that she wasn't recovering enough. And that was actually interfering with her weight loss goal, which is her main focus right now. Because she was having energy issues during the day, it was forcing her to adjust her eating habits in a way that weren't advantageous for her weight loss goal. So what did she have to do? She had to pause for long enough to ask herself, how do I feel? She realized she didn't feel like herself. Something was off. So she had to analyze where the threat was coming from, where was the issue coming from, 
and realized, hey, you know what? Maybe I shouldn't be doing the full two hours of this hike because it's throwing me off for the rest of the week. I need to give myself time uh, and resources for recovery. And that's important because I need to keep my nutritional habits in check during the week because weight loss right now is the main goal. So remember, the most important thing is awareness to ask yourself, how do you feel so that you can give yourself permission to make the necessary adjustments that you need to make? To me, being able to do this is a skill and it's the pinnacle of personal fitness that will lead you to better health, better fitness, longevity, and a good relationship with fitness in the long term. Balance is such an important concept in life, and today we've only scratched the surface in relation to balance of training habits. The good news is, when it comes to balance in your training, there are some telltale signs that you can use to assess your own program and get a better sense of how it is or isn't working for you. Finally, I can't stress enough the importance of assessment when it comes to your physical health and fitness. If you can take the time to pause and ask yourself, how do I feel periodically and throughout your training, you'll find that these bigger questions become easier to understand and solve going forward. If you want to learn more, please follow the podcast, check out the website and the dojo, and come along for the ride. I promise you'll learn valuable lessons and build a tool set that will help keep you training pain-free for years to come. Thanks for listening.